12 Reasons to Speak in Tongues, Part 2. Last week's episode, uh, podcast episode, was the most successful one that I put out in a long time. I I don't know if it was just the title or what it was, but everybody that's connected with us on our our podcast uh, seemed to love it because it got a lot of traction, a lot of plays, a lot of downloads. And so um, I, I wanted to make sure I was following the Lord, but... Uh, both in the natural and in the spirit, I felt like it'd be good tonight to go ahead and, and cover the next six. So last week we covered the first six, which was this, 12 reasons to speak in tongues or to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. God desires it for you. That's number one. God desires it for you. Number two, speaking in tongues improves your prayer life. Number three, speaking in tongues edifies your soul. Number four, you give thanks well. When you speak in tongues, you, are, are, you do better at giving thanks. Number five, speaking in tongues is a supernatural rest and refreshing. And number six, it makes God's word come more alive in your life. Go back and listen to it if you need to. It was phenomenal teaching. I, I enjoyed preparing it. I grew, and you know, as a pastor, when you prepare teaching like this, because this is a little bit more teaching than preaching, it really, it really encourages you and and uh, none of this was necessarily new to me, but putting it together in this way, it was, it was encouraging even for me, a reminder for me. So some of this may not be new for you, but it may be a reminder. Sometimes God reminds you of things. You know, there's been times in my life where I can tell you I wasn't using my heavenly prayer language the way I should have been. I wasn't praying, maybe just in general my prayer life wasn't good, and if your prayer life isn't good just in general, then you're... Praying in tongues is not going to be. And, and we have all of these reasons why we should be doing it regularly. You should be, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you should be desiring it. Okay, well, Pastor, I heard your message last week, and, and I'm listening to the podcast today, and, and uh, I, I want it. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, let me just start before I go on any further tonight and say this. God wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he said this, all you have to do is ask. All you have to do is ask. I mean, literally, all you have to do is lift your hands in your room, in your bedroom, in your prayer closet, in your car. Well, not while you're driving, but in your car if you're parked. Amen. <laughs> you don't want to get hit with the Holy Ghost while you're going down I-20, man. That might not be a, that might not be a, I'm sure God would take care of you, though. Amen. But, but anyways, just, just ask God. God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And then yield your tongue. Yield your spirit. Yield yourself to allowing God to, 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 to baptize you or fill you with the Holy Spirit. Well, what happens? What's this whole speaking in tongues all about? Well, what happens is, is you're allowing God's Spirit to overflow in your life. You are a spirit. That's who you are. So when God fills you, your spirit overflows. It comes out in the form of tongues. Your tongue moves. Now, you cannot speak in English and Spanish at the same time. You can go back and forth. They call that Spanglish. But you can't do both at the same time. It's one or the other. Well, the same thing for tongues. You would have to stop speaking in English. What I see most people when they're desiring to be filled with the Holy Spirit is they do one of two things. They either talk the whole time or they say nothing. That won't work. If you just sit there and you say, God, fill me, and then you don't move your mouth, it won't work. But if you move your mouth and you're trying to speak in in English the whole time and you're saying, God, fill me, God, fill me, God, fill me, God, fill me. Well, at some point, you got to stop trying to speak in English and let out of your spirit flow a language you don't know. Well, well, how will I know it? Just start with syllables. Any language is filled with syllables. 
You know English, so you can start talking like that. But when you start speaking in tongues, it'll flow. It's like a download. It, don't you think? It's like it just gets downloaded right into you. Just like on your phone, you would go from an operating system to a new one. You just hit update. It downloads. It reboots. And then all of a sudden, you've got the new update. It's the same thing. It's just you ask God to fill you. He fills you. And you all of a sudden, you have a language you didn't have before. That's your heavenly prayer language. So I want to go through tonight six more reasons why you should desire that and why you should want that and why you should do it regularly. Why you should pray in your heavenly prayer language regularly. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 says this. In the law it is written, this is verse 21. In the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips, I will speak to this people and yet for all that they will not hear me. We covered that last week. Verse 22, 1 Corinthians 14, 22 says this. Therefore, tongues are for a sign. So number seven would be this. Tongues is a supernatural sign to unbelievers. He goes on to say in verse 22, tongues are, are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. If you have your Bibles tonight, or if you're following along on this podcast, go ahead and turn in your Bible to 1 Corinthians 14, because this chapter is the, is the most significant chapter in covering tongues and covering what's it all about and in the, and the description or the difference between speaking in tongues and the gift of tongues or the, the, uh, the gift of tongues and interpretation, as we would call it. And so in verse 22 here, he says, tongues are, are it's not a sign for believers, it's a sign for unbelievers. Then he goes on to say, but prophesying is not for unbelievers, that's for those who believe. Now, earlier in the chapter, he had said it a different way. He said that prophesying edifies the church and speaking in tongues or praying in tongues edifies you. And so he explains all of that. What's the purpose here? People realize, even if, and all of us have seen it, right? We've seen people make fun of tongues. We've seen them like kind of poke fun at it or they don't, they don't, you know, they don't understand it or they question it. But when you know when you as a believer know that God's moving on you, you can actually watch people, even if they don't know what's happening, they know something supernatural is happening. They know something supernatural is happening. So I believe that even if people are kind of leery of it, they still, it's still a sign to them that, man, those, those people, even though, I mean, they might seem a little crazy, but there's something happening in them. And it, it's a sign to them that God is real and God is moving in people and moving on this earth today. It's, I really believe that it's a sign to them. That's why I'm not one of the reasons why I'm not afraid of it. Some people are afraid of it because they don't want to turn people off. Maybe they had an experience where someone got turned off to it. But I've seen more people get turned on to it than turned off. And when they get turned on to, and they realize, okay, wait a second, God does want me to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a benefit to me. It changes my life. It helps my prayer life. It's a hotline to heaven. It helps me, uh, um, um, all these things that I'm mentioning, all 12 of these reasons, it's a benefit to me. Once they realize that, man, it changes the whole game for them. And so why would we be leery of it or shy away from it or, or, or put the Holy Ghost in the back room? When it's a sign for unbelievers. Now, yes, we don't do it all the time. And even Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, he says that, you know, you can't preach in tongues because they wouldn't understand it. I'm not teaching you tonight in tongues. I'm teaching about tongues in English. 
because it makes sense, right? But there's a heavenly prayer language I have that y'all heard me praying earlier. Now, I was going to clarify at some point in here tonight. I'm going to go ahead and do it right now. When we have a prayer meeting like tonight, this is what we would consider more of a prayer meeting. I know I'm teaching right now, but typically this would be more of a prayer meeting. Um, You hear me pray in the mic in tongues. Now, sometimes on Sundays, I'll give a tongue with an interpretation. That's what Paul, we explained that last week, what Paul explained in 1 Corinthians 14. There's a difference. Now, on, on a, in a prayer meeting, there's nothing wrong with someone praying in the mic if they're leading the prayer meeting. I, I'm not trying to force anybody else to copy my tongue or whatever, or, and I'm not even trying to give a tongue an interpretation. I'm just leading the prayer meeting. I'm just, leading, I'm just encouraging everybody to pray, and you'll hear me. I'll kind of go in the mic a little bit and off. And in the mic a little bit and off, just to kind of keep everybody praying. We're praying, we're praying together. And then if I pray in English, or I felt I feel led to go somewhere, I'll jump on the mic and I'll say, like I did tonight, I felt led to pray about our nation. I didn't have that on my agenda, it wasn't in my notes, it wasn't anywhere in my thoughts. As I was praying in the spirit, I picked it up. My understanding, my mind said, you know, realized, hey, God's leading me to do this. And so that's where we went. So Number one tonight, or number seven, tongues is a supernatural sign of believers. Speaking in tongues engages their attention, and hopefully they'll pause long enough to truly hear what the Spirit of God is saying and sense the presence of the Lord Almighty. Number eight, tongues help you, praying in tongues will help you remain conscious of his presence. It'll help you remain conscientious, if you will, of his presence. It'll help you remain uh, um, you know, another way we could say it is, is, is you become sensitive to his presence. It'll help you become sensitive to God's presence. You know, God is not just this, this mean ogre in the sky that people like him, you know, they kind of make him out like he's up there with lightning bolts, like ready to smite you. But that's not who God is. He is so loving and so caring that he sent his son to die for you so you could spend eternity in heaven with him. And while you're on earth, he gave you the Holy Spirit to live inside of you, to make his home in you. You make your home in him. And when you do, when you live in life that way, it's a blessing to you. Praying in the spirit helps to remind you of his indwelling presence within you. How does he do that? How does that work? Because your spirit is the one doing the praying. Remember, 1 Corinthians 14 says, in, in, in one of those early verses that we covered last week, he says, my, when my spirit is praying, my mind is unfruitful. Your spirit is praying. Listen to this. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Y'all say that when we say pray without ceasing. How can you do that? How can you do that? One of the ways is by praying in the spirit. By praying in the Spirit, you can do it and not have to think all the time about what you're praying about. Because your mind is not doing the praying, your spirit is. Practicing his, his presence is a strong biblical principle. By praying in tongues, we can be in constant communion with God every moment and every second of every day. Think about that. By praying in tongues, we can be in constant communion with God every moment and every second of every day. Don't just pray in tongues daily, pray in tongues several times a day. Not just like once daily, but several like like on the way on the way to work, on the way home, on the way to the bathroom at work, 
I don't know, find moments, find pauses, find little moments. It doesn't have to be, it can be maybe a minute, maybe it's five minutes. You know, earlier we prayed for about seven minutes. I was just keeping track of the clock just to kind of keep in tune with where we're at. Not that I had a set amount of time I wanted to pray, I was just following the Lord. But I was just kind of noticing it was about seven minutes. You know, that's, that, that might be a lot for somebody. I remember when seven minutes was a lot for me. That's actually what I was thinking. I remember, man, there's a, there's a time, man, if I could pray seven minutes a day, I was doing good. Right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. I mean, now seven minutes is nothing, man. Praying for an hour is, is great. That's really, you know, where I try to be. But, you know, how do I do? How do I pray an hour every day? I've got little kids. I, I work. We, we, we don't just sit around and pray all day at church. I mean, we, we work. We produce things. We're, we're, we're producing things, um, videos and content and, and all kinds of stuff that takes to run church. That's, that's what I do every day. So it's not just all holy all the time. We work, right? But I still need to have a relationship with God daily. One of the ways I do that is by praying in the Spirit. I take moments and I take pauses in, during the day and I pray in the Spirit. It probably adds up to, well, over an hour every day. Right? But how do, I, how do I do that? By How do we pray without ceasing? By praying in the Spirit is one of the ways. Um, 1 Corinthians 14, where we're at tonight, if you ver- turn to verse 27, we're going to read verse 27 and 28 real quick. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at most three in each turn and let one interpret. This is where we're talking about him saying that if someone gives a tongue with an interpretation. Verse 28. If there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in church and let him speak to himself and to God. Now, Paul here, some people use this to say that you can't do what I was saying. You can't, you know, pray in tongues over a mic. But again, I'm not praying in tongues to try to give an interpretation. I'm just leading the prayer meeting. It doesn't mean that you have to literally be silent like you can't pray in tongues out loud. He's talking about if you're, if you're in a service and someone's giving a tongue, you don't, you don't compete with them. Does that make sense? If y'all noticed on Sunday, at the end I was preaching, after I got done preaching, I reached over to to Brother Andre and I quieted him down. I quieted the service down so I could give the tongue because I knew what God was doing. I gave the tongue and then I interpreted myself. Does that make sense? I actually gave a pause to see if someone else had the interpretation. After a few seconds, I gave the, the interpretation. Well, I wanted to quiet it down so that not everyone's praying on top of me. And if you notice, as I started to, it was like everybody kind of sensed it and everybody got quiet. You, you sense these things. Okay, that's what he's talking about. When you're in a church service, that's decently and in order. But when you're in a prayer meeting, or if you're just at home praying, you can pray in the Spirit. Okay, so when you pray in the Spirit, it continually reminds you of his indwelling presence. Number nine, praying in tongues builds up your faith. I'm going to go through these rather quickly so we can get through this tonight. God desires that we approach him in faith. In fact, faith is of immense importance when approaching the throne of God. Jude 1.20 says this, You, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, most people, not most, I don't want to say most, some, some people say this or will, will question this. They'll say, well, does praying in the Holy Ghost, is that the same as praying in tongues? Have you ever had anybody ask you that? Or, 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 or you know, you start talking about tongues with somebody and they'll say, oh, well, well, praying in the Holy Spirit is not necessarily the same as praying in tongues. But Paul said it is. Paul said it is. If you look at 1 Corinthians 14, verses 14 through 16, he says, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Let me ask you a question. 
Is Paul talking about praying in tongues? Say yes. <laughs> he is. All right. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. Then he says in verse 15, what is the, what is the conclusion? I will pray in the spirit and I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing in the spirit and I will sing in the understanding. Now in those verses, is he still talking about tongues? Yes, but he doesn't say tongues. He says, I will pray in the spirit and I will sing in the spirit. I will pray in my understanding and I'll sing in my understanding. He's still talking about tongues, but he used the term praying in the spirit. That's, that's one of the ways we describe it. We say praying in the spirit. Sometimes we say praying in our heavenly prayer language. We have different terms for it, but it's all talking about praying in tongues. Why is that important? Because in Jude 1.20, he's using the same verbiage, the same referencing, and he's saying, when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you're building yourself up on your most holy faith. Clearly, Paul and clearly Jane, or Jude is talking about tongues. There's also a clear distinction between praying in the Spirit and praying with your mind. When you pray in the Spirit, it builds your spirit man. Think about that. You are a spirit. When you pray in the spirit, it builds up your innermost being. It builds up your spirit man. It builds you up. When you pray in the spirit, you are building up the real you. You're, 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 you're praying the word of God out. You know, how does faith come? Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing the word and hearing by the word of God. You, you've got to hear the word of God to build faith. Well, when you're praying the Spirit, you're obviously going to pray out the Word of God. Your spirit man's going to get built up and faith grows that way. It's impossible to please God without faith. Without faith. That's what Hebrews 11.6 says. Romans 1.17 says, grow from faith to faith. There's four times throughout Scripture that it says the just shall live by faith. It's important that we live by faith and praying in tongues helps us with that. Number 10. Are you all writing these down? If you, if you miss one, you have to go back to the podcast. <laughs> Number 10, praying in tongues strengthens our ability to love. It strengthens our ability to love. Check this out. God is love. We know that, right? Okay, and we also know from this study that praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Spirit, connects us at a higher level with God. Spirit to spirit. God's Spirit is is, is dealing with our spirit. The Holy Spirit is dealing with our spirit. So praying in tongues strengthens our ability to walk in love. Now, God gives us the love. But what I'm saying is, is that by praying in the spirit, right, we're, 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 our, our relationship with God is enhanced. Have y'all seen my children? They act like us. I, I, everybody in this room has got kids. Your kids, in some way, shape, or form, they act like you. Why? Because when they spend time with you, they take on your characteristics. Have you ever watched Kaylee tell you a story? Now, when this happens, and then they go and she uses her hands like that. Why? Have you ever watched me tell you a story? I do the same thing. I'm very descriptive. And I mean, look, I'm preaching like this, and I got my hands going everywhere. And Brother Chuck's back there saying, will you please keep your mic close to your mouth? And I'm like, I can't. Because I have to move my hands. Kaylee does the same thing. Why? Because when you spend time with your parents or with anybody else, you take on their characteristics. God is love. And when you spend time in his presence, your ability to love is strengthened. Your ability to be more like him is strengthened. The, the, and not just love, I use that one, but really all of the gifts of the Spirit. All of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, God, goodness, faithfulness, 
gentleness, and self-control. Who in here needs some self-control? Come on, somebody. (laughs) Come on, all of us, right? But don't be pointing fingers back there. Don't be pointing fingers. Come on now. As you pray in tongues, you're drawing near to him. As you draw close to God, listen to this. As you draw close to God, you are becoming more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And as you draw near to him, his personality begins to saturate in your being and manifest in real, way, real ways in your life. He begins, God's, God's, be, God's characteristics, God's being begins to saturate. If you saturate yourself in him, he saturates himself in you. Think about that. Have you ever taken a sponge and put it in water? The water not only gets in the sponge, the sponge gets in the water. Does that make sense to you? When you fill yourself and, 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 and dwell yourself and say, God, I'm going to spend time with you. And when you do that by praying in the spirit, it, 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 it saturates yourself in the presence of God and his characteristics jump on you, get in you, become part of who you are. It helps you not only love and strengthens your ability to love, but also strengthens the fruits of the spirit in your life. Isn't that amazing? Not only love, but all the fruits of the Spirit. Number 11. Number 11. Speaking in tongues or praying in tongues helps us to yield to the Holy Spirit. Helps us yield to the Holy Spirit. Check this out. Can you control your tongue? Because James 3 says you can't. James 3 says you can't. Check this out. For we all stumble. This is verse 2. James 3, verse 2. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. In other words, if you can control your mouth, if you can control your tongue, if you can control your words, you're a perfect man. And he would be also able to bridle the whole body. Jump down to verse 8. It says, but no man can tame the tongue. It It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now check this out. You can't control your tongue, but the Holy Spirit can. Your spirit can. Your spirit, the real you, is what has got to take control of yourself. If you want to stop smoking, the real you has to say no. And, And if you listen to that no long enough, and you retrain your body, and you retrain your mind with the word of God, your body eventually falls in line and says, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna smoke anymore. The same thing happens with, with let's, let's, use, uh, let's use language. I've told this story before. When I went to college, I got a mouth. I, I'm just telling you, I got a mouth on me. I, don't, I mean, I just got around people that had a mouth. I had a, I had a good friend at the time that was a good guy, but man, he could let them fly. And I picked up on it. It got in me. I got around. You Listen, you are who you associate with. I got around that, and that's what came out. And so I got a mouth on me. Well, I wanted to fix it. The Bible says to watch what you say, to be careful what you say, all these things. Well, how did I fix it? I retrained my mind with the word of God. I was, I was already filled with the Holy Ghost, but I began to exercise it. I got back in church where I was in God's presence. I filled myself with God's presence, and I didn't want to anymore. My spirit man was saying, no, we're not going to say those things anymore. But guess what? Every once in a while, I still did. Why? Because my body was trained to. But over time, my spirit man overtook my body. 
Here's what Paul said. Most of Paul's teachings deal with this kind of stuff. Listen to what he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. But I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection so that when I have preached to others, I myself should not become disqualified. He brings his body under subjection. He takes his body and says, you're not going to do that anymore. You're not going to act that way anymore. You're not going to be that way. You're not going to think that way. You you know, sometimes I have to look myself in the mirror and say, you're going to stop thinking that way. Now that might sound weird or schizophrenic or something, but it's not a schizophrenic thing. It's the real me saying no. And sometimes it's not really in the mirror per se, but I'm I'm just saying that I, I I talk to myself and say, no, you're not, you're not going to think that way. Have you ever had that where, where you, you got some thoughts going on and it just seems like you can't get away from them? You can't, you like, you can't, you just, it feel, and, and you know God's word, you know, okay, I can do all things through Christ, which means that I can take this under control. You know what helps praying in the spirit? Because when you start praying with the spirit, your mind turns off. And when you're praying in the spirit and you're praying in tongues, your, your mouth is moving but now my mind is off, and if I'm praying actively in the Spirit, you know what happens? Your mind changes. Your mind falls in line. You, forget, you do. You, you literally forget about it because your mind is now falling in line to your spirit. Your spirit took control. Your spirit is the one doing the praying. Who helps you do that? The Holy Spirit is inside you giving you the words. Why? Because you're filled with the Spirit. You're overflowing. Okay, okay, so wait a second. What, what, what is actually happening? You're taking your body, you're putting it under subjection, you're saying, I'm not going to think about that. The same thing happens if you turn on the Word of God. Be, or if you, if, meaning if you have like a, a, a podcast of me preaching or something like that, and you start listening to the Word being preached and the Word being taught, and you say, I'm going to listen to that, I'm going to think that way, the Word changes or renews your mind. You can bridle a horse, that's what he's talking about, um, going back to chapter, uh, James chapter 3. He says that you can bridle a horse. When you put a bridle in a horse's mouth, you can tell it where to go. The same way happens when you control your tongue. Get this, this is really important. If you can learn to control your tongue, it's the first step in controlling your body. And so when you pray in tongues, you're yielding your tongue to the Holy Spirit. You're literally yielding your tongue. You're saying, like I mentioned that at the beginning, right? When I was talking about how do we get filled with the Holy Spirit? How do I pray in tongues? Well, you submit your, you say, God, fill me. And then instead of using your mind to speak in English, you let God speak out of tongues. And that seems strange until you experience it. And then you go, wow. That's what it feels like to yield myself over to God. That's what it feels like. See, if you want to learn and practice how to yield yourself to God, praying in tongues helps you do that. That's why number 11 is speaking in tongues helps us to yield to the Holy Spirit. Many of us want to do that. If God tells me to jump, I'll jump. If he tells me to run, I'll run. If he tells me to go, I'll go. If he tells me to stop, I'll stop. Oh, I just want to listen to God. But yet, we don't know how to do that. We don't practice it. Praying in tongues is one of the easiest ways to practice that because every time you do it, you're yielding your tongue to the Holy Spirit. Every time. And you're telling your body, this is what we do. I don't, I don't, I don't listen to my, my flesh desires. I listen to the Holy Spirit. I don't listen to what I, my mind has been taught or what that show taught me or what my friends taught me or whatever. I listen to the Holy Ghost. Number 12 as I close. Number 12, 
tongues is a first step into the supernatural realm. Tongues is a first step into the supernatural realm. I kind of spoiled this one a little bit throughout because I kept talking about how, you know, it's a supernatural experience. It's a hotline to heaven. And and sometimes we almost downplay it, but if you think about it, it's one of the most supernatural things that can happen because you aren't doing the praying. You aren't doing the praying. Your spirit is doing the praying. The Holy Spirit fills you up and you're doing the praying. It's a supernatural experience. And it's the first step in, I think, it's the first step in other gifts flowing in your life. You know, there's nine gifts of the Spirit. And I'd like to do, maybe not anytime soon, I don't know, I'll follow, I'll follow the Lord, but I'd like to do some more teaching on the gifts of the Spirit, on all nine gifts of the Spirit, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, all the gifts of healing, gifts of faith, all those gifts that the Holy Spirit gave, there's nine of them listed in the Bible. They're supernatural gifts. I think that praying in tongues is the first step in that because you're, you're really yielding, like I said, you're yielding your body, you're yielding yourself to God. Speaking in tongues is super natural. It's a, it's a natural step we take, but it's God supernaturally helps you out. All right, I'm going to read for this from the top just to do this. And then I'd like to, Brother Chuck, if you'll bring the music up, we're going to pray in the spirit after this. Number one, God desires it for you. Number two, speaking in tongues improves your prayer life. Just like we're about to do right now, it will improve your prayer life. Speaking in tongues edifies your soul. You give thanks better when you speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues is a supernatural rest and refreshing. It makes God's word come alive. Tongues is a supernatural sign to unbelievers. Tongues helps you remain conscious of his presence. Praying in tongues builds up your faith. Praying in tongues strengthens our ability to love. Speaking in tongues helps us yield to the Holy Spirit. And it's a supernatural first step into the supernatural gifts of the Spirit. I want you just to do this with me tonight. I want you to pray in the Spirit. Just for a few seconds, a few minutes before we leave. I know we're just after time, but I want us to do that tonight. If you'll bring down that second light switch too, that'll help. We'll just kind of set the mode. We'll spend just a few minutes praying. Just a few minutes praying and praying in the Holy Ghost. I know we did it earlier, but I want to take a moment and do it now. If you'd like to come down to the altar, you can. If you'd like to kneel down at your seat, whatever. But listen, it's been a few minutes just praying. Hallelujah. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today.